Hey, welcome to the Film Pigs Podcast. Uh, we're really excited that you're listening to us. Uh, we missed February. We apologize. But tonight we're making up for it. We're recording two episodes in one night. We're going to put them out both this month to make up for the lack of February's podcast. Um, we're coming to you from uh, beautiful Los Angeles, uh, the most apathetic city in the country. Uh, 16% voter turnout uh, this past Tuesday on city elections. So uh, congratulations, Los Angeles. Congratulations, you guys. Maybe they're not. Maybe we're not apathetic. Maybe most of us just simply forgot. I think everyone was at Earth Cafe having a nice, uh, <laughs> nice quesadilla. And they went, oh, shit, I Do- forgot to vote. Oh, but my green tea's coming. <laughs> nah. Nah. Someone else will get it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that should be LA's motto. LA, someone else will get it. <laughs> uh, I'm Todd Anderson. I'm here with Steve Falk. Hello. Uh, Steve Skelton is still in Poland, but he will be back in April. So when we uh, record a podcast in April, he should be with us uh, if all uh, goes swimmingly. Um, so let's start the show like we start uh, all our podcasts with a little uh, segment we call Movie News. We uh, send out our team of intrepid reporters to research the latest and most fascinating movie news, and uh, then we report to you. Uh, Steve Falk, what, what, what's your uh, movie news for this uh, podcast? Well, first, a little little sub piece of news that one of my reporters brought to, brought to my attention. Uh, judging from the comments in, on our website... Uh, sometimes you, some of you guys don't know that we do a weekly show. That's where we've been putting all our energy. Yeah, it's true. We do a weekly show. It doesn't show up on our YouTube page where I, I imagine some of you get alerts. We're actually on geeknation.com and we do a weekly show. We're on what number 34, 33. We just, I think we just shot 33. So episode 32, I think is up, uh, this, uh, well, by the time this is out, it'll yeah, be up. It'll be so, up. Yeah. And it's an epic one. The, uh, the, the trailer itself, we, we just got to see a sneak preview and it's pretty epic it is very epic so make, make sure every friday to go to geeknation.com and you can look at our us uh, our, our beautiful faces doing doing comedy we have guests we got have a set we have fancy green screen it's, it's a full service show it is it's very exciting we're we're uh, happy to be doing it uh and, and that is why we've sort of slipped into a, a monthly podcast instead of a, a what was it before bi-monthly is that what you said twice say? monthly twice, twice monthly yeah. Well, my, my, my first piece of actual news that my reporters uh, uh, gathered uh, has to do with the, the Star Wars uh, reboot or next episodes. What? Whatever you're going to call it. Yeah, yeah, number, number seven, I guess, is going to come. Number seven, yeah. And there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of confusion uh, of which of the original cast members are going to be making appearances. And uh, every day it seems like someone else is, is saying, I'm going to be in it, I'm not going to be in it, studio's denying it. And uh, you know, just last week, Carrie Fisher, Mark, Mark Hamill... Harrison Ford were all said to be doing it, and then Disney was like, no, 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 not so fast. Carrie Fisher's crazy. She didn't know what she was saying. <laughs> but then uh, this week in, in, in Business Week, George Lucas says, yeah, they are going to be in it. So who knows who it is? Well, what does he know? He has nothing to do with it anymore. I think he does. I think he still gets some say. Oh, he still gets yeah. to say one way or the other. Yeah, he's way. a control freak. He just got the $4 billion or whatever. And, and, and he then still he gets still gets say. to nick stuff? That's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, so maybe Carrie Fisher's uh, drunk cruise ship performance last week was some sort of back-channel audition. Who knows? Some, some sort of, hey, it's me. Remember me? <laughs> She'll be on uh, Jabba 2's uh, floating Tatooine <laughs> cruise ship. So watch soon for Mark Hamill, I'm, I'm sure, to, to have some like tantrum doing a voice on some animated Batman show or something like that. To get attention, and Harrison Ford to fall asleep stoned in a car. Oh, yeah, yeah that'll be good. Um, uh, my other little piece of news, uh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Oh. Well, I'll tell you what's happening. <laughs> the Poltergeist remake got oh, a director. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Who's it's directing a, it? It's Monster House's... Uh, um. Uh. What's the fuck's his name? Uh. 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 uh Gil Keenan. I guess. Gil Keenan. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah. Monster House. Yeah. Of Monster House. Uh. Looks like uh. Sam <clears throat> Raimi's producing. So as oh, he did okay. the new Evil Dead. Yeah. So m- maybe it'll have some sort of market quality. I don't know. 
Poltergeist is kind of a piece of shit, but I was eight. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying when you were a child, but yeah, yeah it doesn't hold up. So let's just hope they uh, they remember to move the bodies this time and not just the headstones. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it, I, too. I think they're going to make the same mistake. <laughs> I wonder if Craig T. Nelson will be making a cameo on that one. <laughs> Before, after. Before, after. <laughs> um, what, what are your... So that's what my, my staff came I, up with. I have some uh, interesting tidbits. Well, I had written a bunch down and then I saw... Um, my Twitter feed that it's official Ooh. that they're going into principal photography with Ed Helms on the new vacation sequel ah, where yeah. uh, young Rusty yeah, played by Helms played by Helms has grown up and taken kids on his own vacation I gotta say that's good casting I do Rusty. think that's good casting um, and who knows maybe some fresh blood could make it funny maybe who knows and Maybe. they may get uh, Chevy. Chevy and Beverly D'Angelo or whatever in the thing. I wonder if they'll get uh, Billy Joel's old uh, wife. What's her face? Chrissy Brinkley. Yeah. <laughs> to do a cameo. It's like they do like a MILF thing. Yeah. Well, she showed up uh, in an episode of some show I was watching. She actually looked really good. Maybe it was Parks and Rec or something. Oh, really? She looks good. No, yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah. She's a terrible painter, though. You see the River of Dreams uh, CD cover, Billy Joel, mm-hmm. when they're still married. I think it's what drove him to divorce. It's terrible. <laughs> I did not it's know awful. she painted Look that. it up. Look up River of Dreams. <laughs> terrible. One of the worst album covers of all time. <laughs> I did not know that yeah. was her work. Yep. Uh, now, this is uh, also exciting news. Uh, James Franco has gotten a star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Did he... Uh, let me guess. He also uh, uh, jackhammered the concrete to put it in, <laughs> uh, built it himself... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, served as the, the unofficial mayor of Hollywood instead of that old guy, uh-huh. and then heckled himself at his own. Yes, and he did a poor conference. job of hosting his own uh, <laughs> ceremony. Nice. For, yeah, it's very very exciting. So congratulations to James. Congratulations, Franco there. Frank. It's about time. It's weird that it, it coincided perfectly with the release of his Oz film. Isn't that crazy? Which is soon to be followed by his Spring Breakers film, which I'm actually going to see. Yeah, that looks kind of fun. And that brings us to our theme. Burn, Hollywood, burn. I smell a riot going on. First the guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie. But it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the hell away from this TV. Every episode we talk about a particular subject, and we just segued into it brilliantly. Because talking about the Spring Breakers, and there's been a new trend uh, in cinema, or an old trend, a new. Uh, we've got Spring Breakers coming out. We had 21 and over came out a week or two ago uh last year's project x is now on yep. video so i thought we'd talk about the sex romp sex romps sex, sex romps. romps you're rapping and having sex because you're young <laughs> so much fun to have sex and it's sort of for the most part i think the sex romp is is sort of a subgenre of the teen comedy which we've discussed in the past right. teen teen comedies but i thought we'd go deeper into that <laughs> with this subgenre which is which is the sex romp now let's go deeper into <clears throat> sex romp i was curious i was like where did this did this start cuz generally you look on the internet and you're like sex romp you put sex comedy teen sex yeah. comedy sex romp into the into the search bar and uh, you get a lot of lists of 80s... Teenage tit films. Tit, tit movies. Yeah. But I was like, is that really where it started? Uh-huh. So I looked it up and no, actually you can... Technically you can trace it back. Mickey to, Rooney? To the, well, I don't know about Rooney. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I, I've never seen this movie. But in 1944 there was a movie called Miracle of Morgan's Creek. Oh. Which is about a, a, a chick who gets knocked up by a sailor. I wonder if that's where Morgan Creek, the uh, terrible production company, got their name. I wondered the same uh, thing. It's, uh. very, it's highly possible. Um, and then in the 50s, you had movies like Pillow Talk. Sure. And Houseboat. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and a bunch of uh, Rock Hudson movies uh, mm. came out in the 60s. Uh, with like, all the sexual tension that comes with a Rock Hudson movie. <laughs> I mean, between him and the, uh, well, the gaffer. It's Send Me No Flowers, Man's Favorite Sport. Uh, they were all uh, basically Battle of the Sexes movies. Yeah. Uh, the guy, Rock Hudson, really wants to have sex with the woman, whoever was opposite him. And right. she doesn't want it. So uh. comedy ensues from that. She doesn't want the dick. So that's the complication. <laughs> yeah. On, uh, and for some reason, Rock Hudson's the guy who's referenced in these early sex romps. So our, our main character enters into a uh, into an unfamiliar situation, wanting Poon. Uh-huh. 
And Farrakh Hudson is particularly unfamiliar. <laughs> uh, well, that's what made an, him a great actor. There's an obstacle, and he goes on a journey for Poon. Mm-hmm. Poon Journey. Mm-hmm. Poon Journey. Exactly. 2015, written and, by Stephen Falk. And the 60s also gave us, of course, the classic The Graduate. Sure. Um, and uh, a movie called Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, yeah. which was about uh, wife swapping yeah. amongst friends. Yeah. So there's your uh, sex romp from the from the sixties, and then <clears throat> of course in the seventies, exploitation cinema got bigger, and in the late seventies, seventy eight, we had Animal House, nice, which we talked about in teen comedies, but that sort of ushered in. The '80s sex romp, hmm. and then we've got you know your 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 Porkies. I mean, and you've got your higher end stuff like right. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is sort of a crossover. You can call it a more thoughtful teen comedy, but there's a lot of sex and titty in that movie. Sure, um, there's that, and then there's Risky Business, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even there was uh, PG-13 ones like Weird Science. Yeah. You know, Lover Boy with Patrick Dempsey yeah. in the eighties. Uh but more fascinating to me. Oh, and then Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. Ten, mm-hmm. uh Hard Bodies. Hard, uh, Night Shift. That's what I'm about to get into. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It, it like there were those sort of more A listy yeah, yeah, uh yeah. higher end studio movies that were of that ilk, but then because of the eighties uh video, video boom, yeah. they got a lot of movies produced and a lot of them got you know, theatrical distribution on sure. some level, but they were ultimately designed to make a lot of money on video. Yeah. With, uh, with horny assholes like me who rented Zapped a hundred times. Yeah. So, so I have, I have written up this laundry list. Let's, let's hear it. And I just, I'm curious and it's uh, basically in alphabetical order. I think I, I got it right. Uh, but what, which ones of these do you recall? Are you mm, ready? Yeah. You ready? Here we go. Beach balls. No. The Beach Girls. No. Blame it on Rio. Yeah, oh yeah. Cave Girl. Yes. Class. Yes. Dr. Detroit. Uh-huh. Fraternity Vacation. Yes. Getting Lucky. No. <laughs> That's a Roger Corman movie. Uh and it's got like a uh like a like weird magical miniature guy who's in a bottle and he helps this guy get laid. It's nice. really weird. Uh, hard bodies, the aforementioned hard bodies, one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood hot tubs. Yep, saw that. Hollywood nights. Nope. Hot dog the movie. Oh yeah, skiing right? Skiing, yes. Yeah. Hot moves. I think so. Uh, hot. No. Uh, that's H period O period T period S period hot. <laughs> sure. Uh, hunk. Horny, horny. Old titty suckers. <laughs> sure, let's yeah. call. Let's go with that. I remember Hunk. Yeah, I don't Hunk, think I saw it, but uh, Hunk was actually rated PG, but mm. it was still a sex romp. Uh, jocks. No. Joysticks. No. You don't remember joysticks? Was that video gamers? With Joe Don Baker. It was like a sex romp in a video arcade. No. Um, the Last American Virgin. Oh yeah. Losing it. Yeah. Malibu Beach. No. Malibu Bikini Shop. Yes. Mischief. Oh yeah. My- oh mischief. Mischief. Uh, I uh, that was that was playing when the first girl I had sex with was babysitting, and she invited me over, and we got busy while Mischief was playing. Nice. Which I had already seen about a hundred times. <laughs> and Mischief was one of those Porky's type yeah. period piece yeah. uh, sex. Rocks. Kelly Preston. Yes. Uh, then we've got, uh, let me see, My Chauffeur. Yep. My Tutor. Yeah. Private Lessons. Yeah, hell yeah. Private Resort. Yes. Private School. Yes. School Spirit. No. That's about a guy who gets killed in a car accident. Oh, uh, yeah, Comes yeah, back yeah. as a ghost yeah, and yeah, spends yeah. a lot of time in the girl's uh, locker room. Yeah, Because yeah. he's invisible. I know where this list is ending, by the way, but. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Screwballs. Baseball? Scre- uh, screwballs? No, it's just called Screwballs. It's a uh, Porky's sort of ripoff, but it's not. But it's set in the eighties. Have you seen all of these, by the way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Screwballs sequel, uh, Loose Screws, Screwballs <laughs> Two. No, uh, those are Corman produced uh, oh, okay. titty movies. They're the low, the lowest of the low, right. really. But titties are free. Yes, they are. Yeah. If if you if yeah. you're a smooth talker like Corman, yeah, yeah, he can get anyone's shirt off that sure. guy. Uh, Secret Admirer. Yeah. Uh, Spring Break. Probably. It sounds generic. 
I remember spring break because that was one one of the first ones. You know, I got at a video store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it had like. It had guys raising a flag like the Iwo Jima uh, statue uh-huh. on like Panty? a girl's butt. Oh, like, oh of course, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, know uh, that. I know that. Tomboy. No. Up the creek. Oh yeah. Valley girl. Oh yeah. The wanderers. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Weekend pass. Uh huh. And finally, zapped. zapped. And yeah. zapped too. Yeah. Uh, so that's my list, and that's yeah. not even all of them. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like I only had so much time yeah. to figure out what. But there's did you others. say class? I did say class. Yeah. Um, I think there was one called Heavenly he, something about heaven. Heavenly bodies. Heaven help us. Heavenly bodies, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what something. it was. Well, there was a heaven help us. There was a yeah. Heaven there was us, a heaven. And help that was that yeah. was a, that was one of these. Yeah. So and then after all that, uh, the it sort of there was like a glut on the market with that, and it became ridiculous, and then it just sort of died yeah. with the eighties, yeah. and then it was resurrected, of course, by American, American Pie, Pie. Uh-huh. and American Pie gave way to road trip, yeah, Euro trip, yeah, and all that kind of shit, yeah. and then kind of highlights of the the resurgence, I would say, are super bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hangover, I think you could essentially call in that Uber. It's, I guess, more that's more drunk, yeah, drugs, and yeah. less titty, less but titty. There, there is sex involved. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hot Tub Time Machine was a nice, uh, yeah, a, a, throwback, a nice Homage. throwback to that. Um, and and now, of course, we've got uh, former Disney Channel stars in movies like Spring Breakers who right. uh, want to show that they're now mature yeah. by way of being in bikinis and getting drunk and yeah. having sex. And God uh, bless them. Yeah. God bless them. I'm, I say, yeah. Yeah. Grow up. Cut yeah. those reins. <laughs> Let's do this. Take the top off. So uh, the, the main question I have is because uh, I, I, I think... Sort of they went out of vogue after the 80s because uh, there was a lot of talk of, you know, misogyny, objectification of women. Um, Stupid. Yeah. Uh, So the question is, uh, and now this, you know, resurgence is essentially, they're essentially the same. Yeah. You know, with the exception of a few femme-centric versions like Bridesmaids. Um, is, Is there validity to that? To to the concept of this is misogynistic, this is a, an objectification of women, or uh, is it, uh, or, or do the feminists take it too seriously? Um, I, you know, I'm a little biased because I grew up on these movies. These are well, I know, and there and there's something there's something to the nostalgia of it, mm-hmm. and we came of age in the '80s when it was at its peak of. Yeah, it was just like I say, it was a glut on the market. There was a new one every week. Well, here, here's what I'll say. I, I think that there's a way to do it that's more artful than your hard bodies type and porkies, where they're just the girls are just presented as slutty, giggly, titty havers. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's always one who's a little more serious, and they kind of do a love story, but she still gives it up, and you know. I, 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 I don't. I, I'm not offended by any genre. I think they're all all valid. Um, should we flood the market with the likes of those kind of movies? No, because they're dumb, mostly. <laughs> um, but they're the. They're, I enjoy the dumbness of most of them. Sure, but I think there's a way. Like anything, there's a way to do it. Sort of the next level, you know. There's a way to do it better. Yeah, that's and true. Still get your rocks off. But I mean, so many of these were thrown together. Sure. Like to make money, and because. It was, I mean, in the, you know, in the Rock Hudson days, there wasn't gratuitous nudity. The gratuitous nudity didn't come, really come about in these movies until the 70s. But I argue there's a way to do it that, you know, a good script is, is not that expensive. You can, you can put a little more thought and artistry into these. That's true. If you want to do, you know, the, the, the American Pie uh, imprint now, the ridiculous imprint they have. They could, you could still make movies that horny assholes want to watch and then are like, 
wow, that was actually surprisingly thoughtful or interesting or, well, or funny. You know, yeah, I don't know funny. how artistically successful American Pie ultimately is, but they were certainly trying to give their characters – their characters were more fleshed out and had more heart – uh, and you could, uh, or at least that—that's what they were going for. Well, the American Pie movies, but yeah, not the yeah. not the imprint ones, not the American Pie Presents. No, 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 not this. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. But that, like, really is closer to the explosion in the '80s mm-hmm. than American Pie was. Yeah. In that, that those movies exist just for a cheap thrill. You you drink beer and you smoke pot with your buddies in high school, and yeah. you watch a titty movie, right? That you only kind of half pay attention to until the tits show up. And then they leave, your parents go to sleep, you watch it again by yourself. Because <laughs> you're 13. <laughs> well, now 13-year-olds don't need... That was the other thing about the Yeah, game. there was not pornography. And I, I'm sure we've I've mentioned this before on, uh, on podcasts or wherever, is that it... it uh, you can watch people make love on your computer. Very easily. Yeah. And in the 80s, that's part of the reason that yeah. the titty movies were so huge. Is, right. Because teenagers could get their hands on something with naked boobs in them. That's why I think you have to offer something you can't get on the internet, not just the cheap thrills. I think you have have to to put stories. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So that would be my argument for, like, I spent my teen... The jokes have to be better, too. That's what I mean. Yeah, they have to be legit funny. I spent my teen years as as a horny kid watching those movies, but also then as a sensitive, lovelorn kid... Watching the the John Hughes movies, the 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 not the tit romps, even though some of them had titties, but the 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 ones that treated you know teen romance seriously, mm-hmm. the yearning in Pretty in Pink or, or or Sixteen Candles, you know that that was palpable and and you felt it and it wasn't just and it was for girls as well as dudes like like uh, I, I, you know so I think there's a way to merge that. Yeah, have, yeah, that's true. Have it be a little more serious uh, at the same time as uh, get your rocks off. But yeah, the internet is uh, maybe maybe they can't exist anymore in that in that. Not form. like that. Not movies. Like, I think I actually left one off my list called Party Animal. I don't think cheap cheapy movies like Party Animal can exist anymore. Yeah. Um, because. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, on the direct to video market, they'll do that, but they're more likely to make. It seems to me they're more likely to make a cheapy horror movie or action movie before they're going to make a cheapy sex comedy. Yeah. I mean, there's a hell of a lot more horror movies and action movies that go straight to I think they movie. translate internationally better. The action movies? Yeah. Than, than titty movies? Yeah. I think I mean, comedy in general isn't, isn't very universal. They just, it doesn't have the same international market, just in general. Yeah, and yeah. Horror and horror and action do. Yeah, that that so, I, I, that's true. But you'd think titties would be more internationally appealing. You you you'd think so. They they certainly seem to be. Everyone likes titties. Well, it's I I I assume so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know anyone who doesn't enjoy titties. That, but that'd be that'd be something to to look up. Like what were what was the international market for these? I don't know. I, Currently, yeah, I did. I did not have time to look up what the current international market. But I was again, more I, I focused on the '80s itself, yeah, and why so many were made. But that was why because that was why they became popular, and and they were cheap. Yeah, they were intensely cheap yeah. to make, and you could knock them out in a week or two. Yeah, which is why Corman produced so many of them. After, I mean, Corman only really produced movies that were knockoffs of something that already had created a market for itself. And and it, it, a different point. Uh, the 80s was a heyday for source music in movies. There, yeah. So these movies were wall-to-wall music video. MTV had just come out. So you know, if you look at Hard Bodies or, or Revenge of the Nerds or any of these movies, how many needle drops are there? How many songs, you know, practical songs and played in that? tons of music montages. Tons yeah. of music montages. Yeah. Yeah, that's of fucking music true. montages. If you watch... Uh, Spring Break actually is a good example of that. Fraternity Vacation, there. Uh, I mean, the the story stops every like seven to eight yeah. minutes for uh, music interludes. Yeah, while while people are fucking or or trying to fuck or, or dancing or and dancing, somebody's dancing, tits yeah. get pulled off or walking down the beach. <laughs> tits get pulled. I off. mean, their shirts <laughs> get pulled off, exposing their tits. Yeah, uh, you know what I meant. 
I do. Uh, you don't want to pull off actual tits. It's dangerous. Unless you're a horror movie. So are you ready to uh, go to the courtroom? Yeah, but I, 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 I just to, just to wrap up, I, I would, I would, uh, I would like to watch some of those movies again and have nostalgia. I have. Uh, I own most of these films, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anytime. Maybe we should do a series of film pigs commentaries on uh, '80s titty movies. I'd like to. I'd like to pick forty. Best picture winners from the last, you know, 40, 50 years. And these 40 titty movies. <laughs> and see how, how which they you have more of yeah, <laughs> in your collection. I'm betting you're looking at a four to one ratio. You're, five to one. You're probably right. I'm probably a little low. Probably. Probably a little low. But yeah. Well, you know what that music means. That means it's time for Movie Jail, where we put a cinema professional on trial for crimes against our eyes and ears. Uh, Steve Falk is uh, going to present somebody, uh, and we may or may not, and by we I mean me, uh, sentence that person to the Robert De Niro Maximum security penitentiary, which also has a minimum security wing, a drunk tank, uh, a, a yard, yard with, with, angry, with dogs. angry dogs and critics, and you could also get be put under house arrest. Look, the criminal justice parole. system is complicated, you guys. It's, it's really a complicated. Good. It's a serious business, and it's got two sides, just like Law and Order. Yeah, and and here is the law. If it, if it pleases the court, um, uh, the defendant uh, uh, was born in West Germany in 1955. Started in uh, off Broadway, uh, com- commercials. Uh, <laughs> uh, did a Twilight Zone. Then he got his big break in an ABC show called Moonlighting. Oh, um, his name, of course, is uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Uh, he did a, a TV. Looks like a mockumentary called The Return of Bruno, which was uh, I think coincided with his uh, record album, or maybe that came later. Which coincided with his uh, his Seagram's, Seagram's ad. ad. Yeah, uh, he made his movie debut in Blind Date. Oh, yes, Big of course. Big movie in 87, and then, of course, 88 came one of the best movies of all time. What movie is that? Uh, it's a little little movie filmed over in Westwood, I think. Wait, really? Yeah. What was that? Called uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. Die I don't Hard. remember that. The movie that was, uh, it was uh, when I thought it was going to be about a car battery. <laughs> Launching him, of course, in an international fame and an and action movie stardom. Um, he's had a really in- interesting career, uh, the defendant. Um, despite limits as an actor, um, he, which have been displayed uh, in numerous movies, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. flips between big studio movies, small dramas, comedies, um, uh, animation, uh, talking baby movies, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. He even tried theater in the uh, Idaho town that he bought um, back when he was like to buy towns with Demi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I took over the theater, doing True West then as uh, at that theater, but a film TV version, which was uh, with disastrous results. It was pretty pretty awful. I did not see that. Um, he has a norm- normally shrewd ability to find interesting projects and a, and a seeming willingness to laugh at himself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he occasionally gives gives a clunker interview, but generally he's a pretty good interview. Um, but I would like to submit that he has. On occasion throughout his entire career, and of late lost his way a bit. Um, he's made some clunkers like Cop Out, ah, uh, yes. What Just Happened, mm-hmm. uh, G.I. Joe, and uh, I'm guessing G.I. Joe 2 is going to be bad. What, why are you guessing that? I mean, I think, just, you're, I think that's, <laughs> that's unfair to judge the uh, film before it comes out. Yeah, and I would say the, the diehards have gotten increasingly bad. Uh, four, four was maybe a little better than three, and this five, uh, by, all, by all reports, is uh, pretty god-awful. Uh, I have seen five. Um, five, you know, at least um, in the third one, you can enjoy all the ludicrous money, and yeah. it was silly enough, and... It, it had some sequences within it that were clever enough. Yeah. Like, how do you fight rush hour traffic in New York if you have to get from here to here yeah. in seven minutes? Yeah. Well, you drive through Central Park. Yeah. Um, maybe the action sequence itself wasn't, you know, ultimately didn't make a tremendous amount of sense, but at least that was a fun concept. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, when stuff was crashing, it was fun. Uh, but the new one is... Well, what was the one with Justin Long? Three or four? That was four. Four, right. right, right. That was Live right. Free or Die Hard. Yeah. The PG-13 Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which, 
you know, I thought was fine, uh, you know, as an action movie. It just sort it, it that movie could have been just a fun, dumb Bruce Willis movie if it hadn't have been Die Hard. But I think the Die Hard label, it, it I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why I think that the, at this point that the Die Hard label should bring more. But a good day to Die Hard is unforgivably. And and that's very, very uh, much why our defendants is here in court today, Your Honor. Uh, I feel like like that series has lost its way and and really forgotten where John McClane came from mm-hmm. as a everyman put in an unusual circumstance mm-hmm. and forced to improvise based on his talents and shortcomings as a cop and a human um, to overcome an interesting villain. Mm-hmm. And save uh, his wife and others. Uh, it has turned into a big, uh, of a faceless, monotonous uh, parody of itself. And I think our defendant has done the same in in times, even when in, even in his more charming roles like Red, um, or, you know, or Looper. There's a self seriousness that I think is his downfall as an actor. Mm-hmm. I think when he when he or Sir gets when he when he when he has that twinkle that 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 moonlighting that David Addison sense of humor about himself right he's he's uh, he, he's much more successful and I, I I haven't seen that in evidence in a long time no and in uh, I mean Moon, Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom he was he was dour and boring well I feel like he's got a writer now in all his contracts that say he has to play a world weary guy who has no emotions because he's been beaten down by so many things. right and the and that is just what he's been playing for uh the last decade I would say yeah but a good day to die hard is different in that he looks like a man who is just simply disinterested right in everything. Yeah. And just, it's kind of depressing. Just cash in a paycheck. It's very depressing. Uh, and that is why I would uh, like to recommend that he's put in minimum security. He's not a, he's on a flight risk. Uh-huh. Uh, for one year, maybe until Red 2 comes out. We'll see how that is. Okay. Um, and... Uh, uh, and then we'll we'll reevaluate at that time. He certainly his performance in A Good Day to Die Hard um, is definitely reminiscent of why this prison is called the Robert De Niro <laughs> Maximum Security Penitentiary. A guy who's cashing checks and has no interest in his craft anymore whatsoever. So yes, let's lock him up. Bruce Willis. You've been remanded for a period of one year to minimum security wing of the Robert De Niro Federal Penitentiary for wayward movie stars. Please think about what you've done. Yeah. Have a sense of humor. Do another Seagram's ad. Um, maybe reunite with Demi. She seemed to have brought some good out of you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's what you get for taking my eight bucks <laughs> for a good day to die hard. What's, what's that? Is the courtroom haunted? Oh, jeez, we should get out of here. It's like Ghostbusters 2. Oh, no. <laughs> or is it Bagul? Ah, is it Bagul? I'm out. I'm out. I gotta get out of here. Oh, that's right. That sound uh, says it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bazaar line reading. Where one of our, 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 our non-hosts, uh, and that's me this time, uh, I'm vamping because Todd, the host, got up to, to drink. The host needed a beer. Uh, where where we where we submit a, uh, a a bizarre line reading that 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 fits in with uh, Nick Cage's uh, bizarre. We all know canon. what Nick Cage is about, and if someone can match his bizarre energy, then we honor it here on the podcast. So what what do you got? Well, now this one is a, uh, a performance in a, in a small little cult movie uh, from the late '80s. Um, uh, uh, called uh, The Big Picture. Oh, I love The Big Picture. Uh, this is a very talented uh, and a really nice human being. I've met him. Uh, I've worked with him. Uh, named Martin Short. Ah, oh, yes, uh, Martin Short. He, he, did a, uh, he did some weeds with me. And, um, and uh, yeah, in this movie, uh, Kevin Bacon plays a recently graduated film student who is now suddenly, due to his short film, become the toast of the town. Mm. And uh, Martin, Martin Short plays an agent who has... Oh, right. uh, 
who's <laughs> with, with, with a weird cross eye thing and a big mop of hair. Martin Short loves lampooning showbiz in the most loving way. He does, possible. and uh, and and here he has called him to uh, like the polo lounge, some outdoor uh, uh, lunch lunch space to see if he can uh, sign the new new talent played by uh, young Kevin Bacon. Uh, and uh, th- then we'll have a, uh, a interlude with a waiter um, uh, played by oh fuck I can't remember his name not James Lugro but ah oh, shit he was in Ferris he was one of the students in the beginning of Ferris Bueller anyway in the Bueller segment playing a waiter uh, and uh, here's Martin Short in the big picture yes party of two one moment yes sir hi meeting Mr. Sussman yes he's right there sir Mr. Sussman Mr. Sussman is my father, and he lives in Miami Beach. <laughs> it's Neil. Please sit. Now, my wife and I come here all the time, and I will tell you that the gaucho steak is wonderful. Okay, sounds good. Are those contacts? No. I would kill for that color. <laughs> I've always been stuck with hazel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nick, I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't know you. I don't know your work. But I think that you are a very, very talented young man, and I'm never wrong about these things. Excuse me. Keith. Yes. Could I have another... Quantro and Sodi. And could you send an almond tort over to the gentleman in the white suit in the corner? Certainly. Look, Nick, I'm not going to bullshit you. Because it's a waste of time, and then it becomes like that thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. He's just pointing at someone. That you are seeing other agents. And I think it's good that you are. Finally, I mean, it's healthy. But this is the thing. If you decide to sign with me, you're going to get more than an agent. You're going to get three people. You're going to get an agent, a mother, a father, a shoulder to cry on, someone who knows this business inside and out. And if anyone ever tries to cross you... I'll grab them by the balls and squeeze till they're dead. Excuse me. Keith, did you send over the card? Yes, sir. And, and, and what was his reaction? Well, he seemed pleased. But beneath the surface, I detected a certain sadness. There you go. That's Martin Short's very effeminate fay line readings. Uh, talking about his wife. I love when he says my wife and I come here. <laughs> <laughs> he just stops in the middle. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, he's so full of shit. It's great. God, I love Martin Short. Yeah, I love Martin Short too. Um, hey, we should probably play a game. That's right. It's a game. It's game time. And uh, it's in uh, line with our theme. Um, and. Uh, it's just me and Steve Falk, and I know how much Steve Falk loves trivia, so I've given him a straightforward trivia game. I love nothing more than trivia. Yeah, and I call this game Almost Famous, and it's very simple. I don't have to know anything about that movie, do I? No, I it has like, nothing to do like with the, the, the movie Almost Famous. Okay. I, 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 Lock the gate! Uh, that was my Mark Maron. That was Mark Maron's line in Almost Famous. Oh, really? That's what he plays at the beginning of Funny, I didn't podcast. know that was from... Uh, Lock the gate! Funny. Uh, anyway, yes. So all I'm going to do... The reason it's called Almost Famous <laughs> is I went through a lot of these low-rent uh, 80s titty comedies. Yeah. And uh, there are famous people who weren't yet famous in these movies. Okay. They were, on, they were almost famous. Yeah. And then they became famous okay. in most cases. Mm-hmm. And so, a couple of them are just people that you'll know. Okay. Um, so I'll, Am I one of them? No. Okay. So I will tell you the name 
Mm. And all you have to do is tell me the name of the movie. Oh, jeez. That this person was in. Oh, that's going to be hard. Okay. It's going to be pretty hard, but I did list almost all of the movies in that list that we went over. So you just you, 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 uh, you just take. Are they all one? Are they all used once? Are they repeats? Uh, the movies. Yeah. Uh, one of the movies is used three times. Oh, jeez. Outside of that, they're all. Yeah, that's the only one. There's well, only one. Yeah, but one exception uh, that ruins everything. Yeah, that's too. It's yeah. gonna screw you. Up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So you ready? Uh, okay. All right. Number one. Johnny Depp. Before he was famous. Oh shit! Uh, was it the one? Uh, it's not Shore Leave, but it's something like that. Uh, 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 can I see the list? Can I look at the list? Uh, the list of movies. Do you have a list of movies? Yeah, I do have a list of movies. Hang on. There's the beginning of the list. Hang on, I'm tearing this. Tearing. There's his. All right. now, now you got cheat sheets. Well, yeah, but that's good because there was a lot of there was a lot of. It's, not, it's pretty hard. Uh, I think it's Private Resort. That is correct. Woo! That's one. Oh, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write you one point. You got if you're scoring at home. I have one point. One point. Steve Falk is on the board with one point. All right. Next up. Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Hunk? The nanny. That is incorrect. Uh, she was one of the hookers in Dr. Detroit. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Ooh. I feel like I know this one. Um, this is on the list. It's yeah, yeah, on the list. Uh, Tim Robbins... Was Tim Robbins in Losing It? No. What? He was in Fraternity Vacation. Uh, all right. That's all right. You still got one, you got one point. Can't, no one can take that away from me. All right. Uh, number four um, is Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed. Who was, when she did this, she was sort of famous for being yeah. a Playboy chick or a penthouse chick or one of those kind of Yeah, chicks. I had no idea. Last American Virgin? No, no, Hard Bodies, right? Close. Oh. It's an H title. Oh. Uh, Hot, Hot Dog, the movie. All right. All right, all right next, uh, Danny Bonaducci. Now, this was after he was on The Partridge Family. Yeah. And it was sort of what he was doing to show that he was more grown up. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 getting lucky. No. Well, Hots. All right. All right. Number six. Yeah. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. For SNL fame. I'm, I'm just going to name titles. I'll, I'll give you I'll All give right. You a minute. Uh, the star of this movie. Yeah. Established star, who is a little down on his luck at this point. Yeah. Uh, is Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin was a star in one of these tip movies? Yeah. I'll even tell you the plot. All right. It's uh, about a family uh. that goes on vacation in an island. Uh. On an island. But it winds up being a very cheap affair as opposed to what they had fantasized. It's not the five-star place that they thought it would be. Uh, it's not private resort, is it? No. What is it? Last resort. Oh, uh, all right. Now this one—that's not on here, by the way. This one, last resort's not on there. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I told you there was a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got one though. I got one. You got one on the board. You should get this one. I think you get this one. All right. Uh, Shelley Long. Shelley Long. I will give you a hint. All right. Yeah. The star of this movie was Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, uh, was that, shit, I want to say The Last American Virgin, uh, or My Tudor. It is not The Last American Virgin, but it appears on a two-movie set with The Last American Virgin. Is it My Tudor? No. Private Lessons? No. What is it? Losing it. 
Damn it. I forgot which the one he's in. The Tijuana movie. Uh, uh, all right. Now, this is this is going to be really hard. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, Mariska Hargitay oh, of Law & Order Christ. SVU fame. Uh, let's go with, let's say, let's say uh, uh, my chauffeur. No. What? Jocks. Uh, All right. Now, think hard on this one. Number nine, Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller appeared in a movie. Alright. Um a titty movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Penn and Teller. Um uh, I'll give you a hint. Alright. You've guessed this movie twice already. I did? What did I say twice? You, um, you uh, just said it. The uh, last guess you had was this movie. Uh uh, uh I guessed um uh he, uh, uh, no, I don't remember what I guessed. <laughs> what I guess? Losing it? Uh, no, what? that's what you got wrong. What is it? it? It's uh, my chauffeur. Oh, oh. Um, all right, all right, all right. Number this is 10. going well. Yeah, you're doing well. You got one. These are hard. Uh, Crispin Glover. Oh, um, oh, fuck. Crispin. Glover of Back to the Future uh-huh. and Friday the 13th Part 4. Um, Crispin Glover, was he in... Um, Crispin Glover, was he in The Last American Virgin? No. What was he in? My Tutor. Oh, damn it. Um, actually, I believe, if I'm not crazy, Howard Hesseman was in My Tutor too. And mm-hmm. Weren't they in that weird movie with the... Water skiing cat. I don't know, maybe whatever that movie was called. All right, now this one you should be. Able to. All right, uh, uh, Kelly Preston. Miss. There you go. That's two Yay. points. That's two. Uh, she was foxy in that. She was foxy. Yeah, yeah, titties. Uh, number twelve. Yeah. Rob Morrow. No one likes Rob Morrow. That's beside the point. He's, He's supposed to be a famous. dick. Yeah, but. Northern Exposure, Clue Show. Yeah. Where, Numb Three Years? Uh, yes, it, it, <laughs> Numb Three Years. Another <laughs> fine example of Rob Morrow's work. Rob Morrow was in... I'm going to say he was in... Um, uh, Do you want a hint? Sure. The star of this movie was Johnny Depp. So he was in... Uh, what, I, what was I, that private resort? No. Uh, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. 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 Three. You got three. All right. Hector Elizondo. Oh, what did Gary Marshall direct? Um, Gary Marshall didn't direct any of these movies. Damn it. Hector uh, Elizondo. I'll give you a hint. Yeah. If you need it. Sure. Johnny Depp was the star of this movie. Oh, again. Okay. Probably. Mm. <laughs> that's four. Three, that's three times. Okay. All right. Matthew Modine. Speaking of Martin Short. Matt Modine. Vision Quest is not on here. No. Matt Modine. Uh, 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 I will tell you the star of this uh, film, yeah. if you would like to know. Yeah. The star of this film yeah. was Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates? They let a lady? Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sure. Um, what was Phoebe? I, shot, I thought I knew her Ooh. Um... Tomboy? No. Uh, one would think. One would think. What is it? Uh, private school. Uh, okay. Uh, number 15? Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage was in Valley Girl. That's correct. That's five points. Yeah. I like that girl. Yeah, that girl is yeah. good. Was she my chauffeur too? Uh, I actually think you're right. Uh. Yeah. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. I'll give you a hint. Sure. Need it. Um, the star of this movie was Tony Danza. Tony Danza? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those uh, period piece ripoffs of Porky's. Is it Hollywood Nights? That's correct! Yay! That is correct. That's six points. Six points. Uh, number 17. Yeah. Ken Wall of Wise Guy fame. 
and the taking of Beverly Hills. Um, Ken Wall. I'll give you a hint. The Wanderers. Oh, nice. Nice. Without the hint. No nice. hint. Seven Let the record say I did not take a hint. No hint. All right. Now, uh, 18 is John Hillerman. Who is that? He's the man who played Higgins oh, yeah, on that's, Magnum P.I. That's what I figured. And if you need a hint, let me know. Yeah, I need a hint. The hint is... Oh, is he like uh, in one of the school ones? Is he like the... the Tim pre- Matheson is the yeah. lead of this Is he movie. like the yeah. president of the He's school? He's the dean of the school. Yeah. Yes. Um, is it class? No. What is it? It's up the creek. Ah, fuck balls. Now, don't look on the list for this next title right. because it's not there. Okay. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. We're not talking lover boy. We're not talking... Uh, we're not talking... Where he's a, is it the one where he's a lawnmower guy? Uh, you want a hint? And there was a remake? No, it's not Can't Buy Me Love. These yeah. are R-rated uh, titty movies. So let me give you a hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this, I know this the one. the third movie in a franchise that has to do with camp. Is it Meatballs 3? That is correct. Right. The R-rated uh, Meatballs. Wow, okay. Actually, 3 and 4 were R-rated titty movies. Wow. Without Bill Murray. None of the sequels had Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, number 20. Yeah. Speaking of the var- this guy we just put in jail. Yeah. His former wife. Yeah. Demi Moore. Yeah. Was in what movie? <sighs> Let me know if you need a hint. Demi Moore. She wasn't in Blame It on Rio. Yeah, I need a hint. The hint is you're wrong. Oh, she was in Blame It on Rio? That's that correct. Was the girl? Yes, that's right. nine points. That's nine out of 20 right. Wow. I'm going to call you a winner. I'm Thank calling you. you a winner. Yay. Nice job. Thank you very much. I appreciate now it. Now it's time for a cold reading. Oh, oh, we went, you, you screwed me up. It's time for a cold reading. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, this is a very short cold reading. I didn't have a lot of time to find stuff. Do I have to show my titties? <laughs> no. But this is uh, from the uh, aforementioned feminine sex romp, female-centric se- sex romp called Bridesmaids. Mm. Um, and this is the uh, opening scene from Bridesmaids as it was written. Oh. Uh, as it was... Who am I? Um, You are going to be Annie. I'm Annie. All right, and I'll read the uh, the uh, stage uh, or the screen. Oh, this is the John Hamm sex scene. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, uh, (coughs) Fade in. Exterior upscale modern home. Night. The ultimate bachelor pad. A Porsche is parked in front of it. I'm so glad you called. I'm so glad you were free. I love your eyes. Cut my balls. Oh, okay, yes. All right, I can do that. Oh, there it is. Interior bedroom, continuous. Annie Walker, mid-30s, is having sweaty sex with Ted, handsome, 40. In a series of close-ups and jump cuts, we see Annie in the middle of a very long, vigorous session. Oh, that feels good. You know what to do. I'm so glad I got to see you again. Jump cut to see she's now bouncing on top of him. Oh, yes. Then looking concerned. Uh, okay, wait, hold on. You and I are on different rhythms, I think. I want to go fast. Oh, okay, sure. He bounces Annie super fast. <coughs> Interior, clean, upscale, modern bathroom, morning. Annie stands in front of a mirror in nice lingerie. She puts on lotion, makeup, brushes her hair, mascara, etc. She's getting ready to creep back into the bed where Ted is still sleeping. She gets in and begins to position herself to show her good parts. Coughs and nudges Ted to wake him up. Annie quickly pretends she's still asleep. He taps her. Oh, ah, I was having a nightmare. I was so scared. Good morning. Good morning. You look beautiful. What? No, I'm sure I look terrible. I just woke up. I'm sure I'm a mess. You slept over. I did? I thought we had a rule against that. Oh. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh, that's funny. You're funny in the morning. I like hanging out with you. I love hanging out with you. I think we get along really well, and you're so sexy. I know. Look, I just have a lot coming up at work, and I don't want to make promises I can't keep. We're on the same page. I'm not looking for a relationship right now either. Let's just say that. 
whatever you want, I can do it. I, I like simple. I'm not like the other girls who would be like, oh, be my boyfriend. Unless you were like, yeah, then I'd be like, maybe. They hug tightly and he kisses her deeply. Then he lets her go, stares at her. Wow, this is awkward. I really want you to leave, but I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dick. Oh. And he stares. Awkward moment. Nice. And there it is. Yeah, I think that is how it... Wasn't that a lot how it played in the movie? Yeah, I think there was like little ad-libby things. And, yeah. and, but yeah, it's very, it's very, very much there. Yeah. So uh, uh, let's wrap this thing up. All right. Oh, sad kids. It's sad time kids. for the bottom five. These are the worst sex romp films that I've seen. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's worse ones. Sure. Which is why I never saw Sex in the City one or two. <laughs> why these aren't here. Uh, but uh, uh, number five, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Yeah. I did not see Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, no. so maybe that was worse. Who knows? Yeah. Number four, Exit to Eden. And I really wanted to like a sexy movie starring overweight people who aren't that attractive. Oh, that was uh, the Rosie O'Donnell bondage Gary Marshall yeah, movie. Yeah, but it just uh, it didn't work. Uh, number three, what planet are you from? John Lovitz? No, that's uh, Gary Shandling in a Mike oh, Nichols God. picture oh, yeah. where he's from another planet. Yeah, what his, a bizarre his movie. His dick vibrates. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I wanted, again, really wanted to like it. Yeah. Number two, yeah. Casual Sex. Oh. With Leia Thompson and... Uh, that weird uh, lady. And Andrew Dice Clay. And that chick. Yeah. The chick uh, who talks like Victoria this. Jackson. No, oh, but no, but then that other one's Jackson? in there. Oh, no. It wasn't Victoria Jackson? No, I think that was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was. Well, I'm thinking of the chick who looks like Shelley Duvall, but I can't remember her name. She may uh, be an SNL person. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, and number one... Uh, and it really was hard to compile this list because there's so many bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but number one, I went with Tomcats. What's that? It's a, a sex romp movie starring uh, 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 what's his face from Sliders? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Oh god! And, and like Jake Busey and oh, guys like that. Jake Busey is unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there you have it. Those are my five worst. You got any that you want to mention before we move? Before we uh, uh, none jump out, but 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 let me uh, uh, let me think. I think I think the Porky sequel is pretty god awful. Well, you know, Porky's two and Hard Bodies two was disappointing. Not really. I like. Pork, I mean, I like uh, you know, I thought about that too because I mean, some of those are so bad. I mean, I thought about putting Getting Lucky on here because it's so bad and Party yeah. Animal because it's so bad, but it's almost like those movies were were um, th- literally thrown together yeah. in weeks. And these are movies that where they spent had higher time budget. and they had a higher budget and they had multiple writers. Yeah. And they didn't have an excuse for being that bad. Yeah. As opposed to something, you know, it's like, let's put on a show yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. All right. And now as a tonic. Yes. An elixir, if you will. Because it's not all about negativity. No, it's man. Not. We love these movies. We love them. It's not about shitting on movies, you guys. It's we, not about hating. We want you to come here and uh, emerge with an appreciation. Like, you feel like you spend an hour with people who really care about movies. Yeah, exactly. Not just bummers. Not assholes who you like, down. just enjoy going to the movies just to shit on them. That's no. not what we're about. No, man. only mostly. So, <laughs> I, uh, I highly recommend... And I believe this is on Netflix streaming, but I'm not sure. Uh, you can at least rent it. Mm. Uh, but I highly recommend the unrated version of a movie called Sex Drive. Yeah, you talk about that movie a which lot. Which is the unrated, the experience I had was very simple. I wanted to watch a titty movie. I'd seen all the American Pie Presents movies. Yeah. And there was this movie called Sex Drive Unrated in my uh, instant streaming queue. And I watched it. And it is, not only does it have a lot of boobs in it, but it simply is the funniest unrated edition of a movie that I've ever seen. Because they took their own movie and they used it to parody the unrated DVD edition. Nice. So I highly recommend seeing it. It's very funny. Yeah, it's meta and and, and weird. Very meta DVD. So check it out. Very nice. Sex Drive, the unrated version. That's 
it. That's our podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Steve Fall. Thank you. And I'd like to thank Steve Skelton. Thanks. Coming, coming back soon. Yeah, please get back. We're bored. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd like to thank our listeners and remind you once again to watch us on Geek Nation and uh, leave comments on our site. Let us know you're uh, listening and you care. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.filmpace.com and and you'll find links to everything that we do. Absolutely everything. And uh, links to things that we do individually too. Yeah, and we do some things individually. Because you can listen to my podcast, the Toncast, that nobody listens to. (laughs) Or not. Uh, <laughs> See, that's a kind of careful uh, love for our audience. Uh, Adam Blau made this music. Yes, I'd like to thank Adam Blau as always. He also made the music for the Tomcast. Nice, and and he'll be doing a, a big pilot with Rob Corddry. That's awesome. Yeah. And he did the theme song for Billy Eichner's Man on the Street show. And he did the, the music for Next Caller, my NBC show that's never going to end. He does it all. He does it all. Well, all right. Thanks for listening. Bye, we'll see guys. you next time.